spirit portals are open and a new world is dawning. A mysterious enemy has stolen Aang's staff and replaced it with a fake. Now four heroes must band to discover who is intent on stealing history's most important artifacts and perhaps something more sinister. It will take wit, strength, and determination to stop this threat and save history itself. Welcome back to Dustfire Media's Relics of the New Republic, episode seven, baby. I'm Ooh. Steve Durgan, <gasps> your occasionally inappropriate GM, and I'm joined by some wonderful improv actors, players, whatever they would like to be called, probably a mix of things, voice actors. Yes, Anders. Yes, Anders. Oh, that's good. That. <laughs> the yes, Anders are Andals. as yet somewhat unofficially Andals. named in this moment uh, improv troupe. And um, I would love to hear from each of y'all. Uh, I think a fun <laughs> banter question for today uh, would be, if you could have an animal sidekick and name them, what would you go with? And I'm talking real life. I'm not talking your character. I just want to know, you know, the real deal, your animal sidekick, if you could choose one. Don't worry too much about feasibility. It's okay if it's a blue whale. I won't stop you. All right. So I thought about this <laughs> extensively. <laughs> I, I haven't I want told a, anyone the banter question beforehand. <laughs> I want a furless, red-eyed opossum, and his name will be the Don of the New World. <laughs> Can he be Donnie for short? Yeah, the yeah, Don Donnie, of the New Donnie World. And Danny. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I can't. He's bloodthirsty. I'm still endeared. I mean, I don't know about y'all. I think I think it sounds cute. <laughs> I've also thought about this quite a bit in the past day since purchasing <laughs> this Squishmallow right here. Uh, her name is Anoka. Um, she is a crossing guard at her elementary school, and she protects the children <laughs> crossing the street uh, with her very big spiked tail, which I think is insane because that implies vehicular manslaughter in the Squishmallows universe. <laughs> and frankly if there is a dinosaur willing in elementary school dinosaur mind you willing to put her life in line for other children this is who i want in battle yeah you know squishmallow's got to do what yeah. a squishmallow's got to do and if you ever anyone ever wants to talk about the extensive universe that squishmallows have built and these little name tags they come with you let me know because i've I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. But is it very squishy? It's a dog eat dog. So squishy. <laughs> Wait, so are squishmallows just pillows? No, they are my friends. That sounded so Please. reductionistic for someone who loves squish pillows. <laughs> oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I should have worn that. Are Pokemon cards so just insane. pieces of paper? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm so sorry, Jinkies. I'm so sorry. I, oh but like, are they? What are they? Are they soft with something to make them extra squishy? Yeah, they're like you know the best cuddle buddies. This is not sponsored, but if hey, they want to sponsor us, shoot me a DM sometime. At Will Jinkies right. on almost every platform but Twitter. Because I have a I have a coworker who has like hundreds of squishmallows, or at least it seems like it. 
Oh, they're amazing the... and they're magic and they're filled with some drug. And I won't say which one. Oh, that's a great ad. <laughs> Sponsor us, <Wish>. Squishmallows. <laughs> Squish. <laughs> Squish. That's the name Just of the drug. Drenched in morphine. <laughs> I didn't say no, that one. You could still sponsor me. Squish is the in-universe <laughs> drug for the Squishmallow. Oh, no. Here we lost the plot. You want to buy, so buy some Squish? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm taking that, Danny. I might just unwittingly port that into you Avatar buy some Legends. Oh, God. You don't want to sell me Squish. Go home and rethink your life, Danny. You want to go home and rethink your life? <laughs> Just... I already am home. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like it's aggressive to tell people to go home when they're already home. You know, that's too much. <laughs> go home. What other pets, animal companions <laughs> are we imagining? Where do I go? I'm thinking I, I'd love like a little pet red fox. Because like you get the best of both worlds of like a mm. dog, but yeah. cat. But it's not a Shiba because it's a wild fox still. And hopefully they're not as stinky. They are in the wild. Mm. But this is an imaginary scenario. It's not stinky. It's a very cute domesticated <laughs> fox. Okay. I like it's I like giving it. yeah. it's giving green knives. I, I mean no. I was also gonna say if it's like um at least for defensive purposes as well, probably a fox. Though I do Ooh. own four cats, so I can't. I also can't discount the importance of cats as cuddle companions. <laughs> I'm just picturing you fighting with a cat army. Just attack cats. <laughs> 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 uh, but but if we're like going full out of the realms of the normal, then a fox. Cool. Very cool. What are our names for our foxes, or do we do we have them? I am very nerdy, so I'd probably do an anime name, and I'd probably just do Yoko, because there are, like, a few foxes named that in anime. Nice. Cool. I am really lame, and I love naming things in the dumbest way possible, so I would name it Loxy the Foxy Who Eats Lox. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, I love that. For some Not reason... Him. I'm yeah. stealing that. For some reason... Just so you know. Steal it. No, steal you're it. Just out. it. The pen is out. Loxy the Fox Who Eats Lox. <laughs> You've established three very important facts. Name our breakfast species, would be the best desire be if you and what they bagels eat. with locks. And then Loxy would get locks because I'm not gonna give a fox a bagel. That seems you know inhumane. Yeah. Right. And then they're probably allergic. Ooh, probably allergic to bagels. It's an epidemic people don't really understand is the allergy of bagels for foxes. Well, I'm going to stop like putting on my the bagels closest in the you can get. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the closest you can get to owning a fox without owning a fox is adopting a Shiba. Yeah. They give very fox vibes. Yeah. The they're only thing, mm -hmm. they're very cute, but they are more like cats in their temperament. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, as someone like, who no, loves no, no. cats. I know, mm -hmm. right? But for me, it's like I want to love on a, a pet. But they're very much like, no, no, no. You love me on my terms. That's right. Not when you want to. Yeah, but yeah. I've you also heard that Shibas are <laughs> I've also heard that Shibas are kind of high maintenance and I like low yeah, maintenance, right? Which is why mm. I do cats. Cats. That makes sense. Oh, that's I'm interesting. And that way she was kind of the worst of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> high maintenance dog. You get a cute 
attitude <laughs> with a huge attitude and a really aloof scary like, yelp still needy <laughs> yeah. yeah they're when they're way too intelligent yep too intelligent for their own good mm. i don't trust it i don't trust it <laughs> I don't have an answer to my own question, but I would like to share a random anecdote related to animals, which is that yes. there is a beautiful husky that lives right under me in one unit to the right. And it has its outdoor kind of patio on the ground floor. And I love greeting it now that I know its name. Its name is Echo. Ooh, um, a good dog name. Yeah. Yeah. And, but Echo had a stint right after we moved in. Where every day at 7.20 p.m., basically, would mm. just go off like an alarm, just like, oh. I was like, this dog lost something, y'all. Like, <laughs> this is real grief. Um, I was imagining oh, like wailing. maybe a dog sitter and then them having to be put out on the patio and be alone for an extended yeah. Like, I don't know, like, like clockwork. And it was just like, it's time to moan. Here we go. You know, howl away. <laughs> Um, but it has reduced. Um, the the pattern has gone away. So sometimes we still hear echo. Nice. Um, can't tell how sad he or she or they are, but you know it's it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they like lost a a doggy spouse in a past life or something, and they just look at the. It's so dark. 7.20 so p.m. sky. Thanks for at least putting it in the past life that. for us to soften the blow, Danny. You know? Yeah, I purposely, yeah. Uh... <laughs> we all grieve things from our past lives here at Dustfire Media. It's good to be back. One other thing before we jump in that's fun is that you could come and meet some, perhaps all, depending on who can attend, uh, of our new cast members. You could hang out with us live. Uh, we've scheduled some patron hangouts we haven't been on top of that, and now we are because we just straight up scheduled them for the year. So they're just in our calendars in now. like a day. <laughs> and now all we have to do long in advance is uh, commit to them and then you know let you all know about them. And so the one that's coming up soon is uh, the night of Friday, December 13th of the year 2024. Technically a Saturday if you reside in Europe as I do and some of our listeners do. Um, so... December 13th, 2024? 2023. What am I? Did I look at an event that's straight up a full year ahead? I think I did. We're already planning this far ahead? What's the one that's the the correct December? What's the close one? Um, Someone help. We need an adult. No, no, we need an adult. We need an adult. We need an adult. December fifteenth, twenty twenty-three. It's the Just Fire Media Patron Christmas Hangout. Thank you, thank you, Jinkies. Oh my gosh, it's not like me. I don't commit to things that all of us is also older than all of us. Thank you. You're so welcome. My therapist also says you're welcome. We do appreciate oh. everyone and their therapist for the work that they've done to help us to get to where we are. Well, um, let's jump in, y'all. Last time was uh. a lot of fun. Oh, no, we have another noise from Danny uh, uh. anxiously jumping in. <laughs> so I think the everyone's summary best jumping is noise. pretty easy this time, which is that the police archives got blown up and y'all helped in a real pinch at the tail end of that and got some people out of there 
And, um, and so the camera fades in on our four young heroes as they stand in front of the remains of the police archives. Smoke still billowing out of parts of the building as the fires fade. Republic City's bravest putting out the remainder of the fires, channeling water in skillfully. Um, and the evacuation is complete and reporters are now swarming the area, you know, police vehicles, just tons of commotion, kind of forming a ring around this whole scene as y'all are collecting yourselves. And before you really ha have a chance to collect yourselves, an older lady uh, who is being brought out with some assistance by firefighters um, is stepping out of the building. Her, her clothes are charred a bit. Um, she's coughing. Uh, and then she spots you, Jingmin. She says, that little one, she helped me. She saved me. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much. And she's, she's helped away. But it, it is not lost on the reporters, Jingmin, um, that you have been pointed out in this way. And in the, in the same breath, uh, a police officer with singed clothes points at you, Fumi. And you, you, you helped us clear the smoke and the rubble. Couldn't have done it without an airbender. And then just kind of <laughs> raises a fist in a, you know, excited gesture, pats you on the back, Fumi, and then continues to step away and patch up some folks. And so suddenly a hundred eyes are on the four of you as you stand here in the front of this building. Microphones are brought before you, cameras start flashing, and microphones are just sort of crowding all four of you. Um, but it seems like the questions are aimed at, at Jingmin and Fumi primarily. Wow, kids, what are your names? Weren't you scared? What made you step into the fray? What do you do? Um, Jing... <laughs> Jing Jing Min oh, will so say, scared. "Um, my my name's Lynn Ancloth, and I've I've never seen that woman in my life." Ah, <laughs> uh, and this will turn and run. <laughs> Wait, oh, oh dear. She'll, oh, she'll like quick like turn turn around an alley. Wow, <laughs> the camera the camera's loser. Well, I would love to hear what the rest of you do. I think we have a clear, vivid picture of Jingmin's response. <laughs> Fumi just kind of like freezes both in like surprise that this is happening, but also like part of her is happy, but also part of her doesn't know what to say. Yeah. What are your names, kids? Um, uh, mm, mm, mm. Lynn is so quiet. So quiet. Are you friends with Lynn and Cloth? Why yes. did she run away? <laughs> um, that's dumb. <laughs> oh, God. Amook just is standing there, kind of trying to hide his face as best as possible, not really wanting to interact. <laughs> Quietly, like, of all the fake names to come up with, he comes up with the real name <laughs> one of us when he's already got triads and she needs to not 
Beat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing that they haven't gotten moving pictures uh, up to the speed of doing live newscasting, because this is a difficult interview, I must say. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe we could just get a note from each of you. If you're really uncomfortable with names, you could just tell us what made you step into the fray. Why did you help these folks? Uh, um, well, they needed help. Uh, so I just, you know, had to do something. A lady leans in for me. But some folks see the issue and they don't step in. What made you step in and do something yourself? It, it just seemed right. Wow, they're so brave. Well, uh, after, after some notes are taken, um, these reporters stop pestering you. They, they make their rounds, pestering everybody else they can, trying to find stories, things of significance. Uh, so no names were given out except for Lin and Glotz, which is now attached <laughs> to the personage of Jing Min. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. 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 Amuk very much is, does not like giving his name out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good general practice. Yeah. Um, um, at some point, Jingmin reappears with a ready dirty back the rag wrapped com completely around her face. <laughs> with just a little, her eyes peeking through. <laughs> She'll just approach her friends. Uh, a medic kind of taps you on the shoulder. Do you need help with those bandages? I don't need help. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, if you're sure. Backs away. Get away from uh. me! I think I'd be used to this by now, doing this type of work. <laughs> well, the news spreads uh, throughout Republic City, and Fumi, the Aspirant playbook, has an interesting uh, mechanic for this. Uh, you saved not just one, but several lives today. And under normal circumstances, saving a life in public... Um, would give you plus one renown. And after reaching three on your renown track, you would convert that uh, to plus one reputation as a standing stat. But I would actually like, because of the scale and the notoriety of this event, to accelerate that and give you three points for renown, aka just a straight up plus one to your reputation oh, wow. from now on. Ooh. Oh, wow. Thank you. Absolutely. I mean, it's one thing to just save somebody. It's another thing to help save several people in a very significant event like this that is now being covered. Um, and so people do ask your name and you don't give it, but uh, at least as of yet. Um, but, but they have your likeness. And not everybody dresses as a Fire Nation airbender. Um, it does happen, of course, but you are aware of the distinctiveness of your outfit as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so can you read us a little snippet, uh, anything that um, is kind of of interest regarding renown and reputation for the Aspirant playbook? Like, what could you do with that, theoretically? Um, when you wield your reputation, mark one fatigue and add your reputation score to your stat on an appropriate move towards someone from your base. Uh, my base um, being uh, monastic, 
Um, and then on the seventh and ninth, throwing your weight around has a cost. Someone from your base who's heard about the issue or your actions comes to you with a request. Honor it and mark the condition. Um, on a miss, you anger a powerful NPC from your base, mollify them or lose negative one reputation. And on a 12 plus, you receive additional effects depending on your reputation nature. Yeah. And the cool thing is that you also specifically have chosen to be, I think it's called protector. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And so if you roll a 12 plus on a guide and comfort, uh, what bonus do you get for that, Fumi? Um, okay. Should be like oh, bottom right is. further on yeah. that section of your sheet. Um. When you roll a 12 plus on a guide and comfort towards an NPC, they cannot shut you down. Towards a PC who embraces your comfort, they clear all condi conditions and all fatigue. That is a superpower. I just want to highlight that. Uh, <laughs> we could have used that at several points in our two-year campaign. <laughs> the Flying Bison. Yeah. Um, so that's like a healing power as guide and comfort is concerned. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously story you know fictional conditions folks got to accept your guidance if they're a pc but if they're an npc they can't even shut you down uh, if they're if you're using that and appealing to your base um and does fumi have any specific relationship to um urban background or no on these mechanics i'm just checking um the urban is her target urban is her target so she's newer to the city and trying to work her way into the city's graces so yeah cool well, I'll take a look at that um, after session and see if there's any implications yeah. for your target. But it um, for now, say... oh yeah, oh that well, adding to your base part, but yeah, oh, it's only when you have a powerful advocate. Okay, I see. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So for now, we know that you have this reputational sway, and that this notoriety or fame uh, is something that you can leverage particularly among the monastic folks. And that doesn't have to be limited to air nomads, but that's top of the list in my mind, right? It's like they, they may hear about this and you may be able to have that plus one bonus on some of your efforts if it comes into play. Nice. So that's fun. <laughs> well, as you all look out and as Ching Min uh, with her head wrapped in a cloth, perhaps a linen cloth, um oh, oh my gosh sorry about that um <laughs> y'all look out and amidst the commotion at the kind of edge of things um you see a beat up hot rod with none other than detective cho leaning against it arms folded just smiling at this, uh, at the sight of you getting all of this reporter attention, and as the reporters have moved on, he kind of waves and gestures for you to come over. Do you run away, Jingmen, or do you <laughs> just keep, just giving you that option? Are you just curious. Jingmen. So all that he, all that uh, Detective Cho can see is Jingmen's eyes, but that's all he needs to see because she's just looking at him with your typical the way she's looked at him several times in the past, just stuff. So sneer, an evil mm -hmm. eye, <laughs> this thing guy. When uh, Pumi she sees Cho, she just like thinks, "Oh, maybe I should have like used this to try it, the the publicity to also try and lure out Shadow Paul." Oh well, that is a good existential <laughs> sigh. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity right in front of her. 
called out Shadow Palm. Yeah. And Jingmin starts stomp, stomping towards Cho. Okay. Yeah, Lin's following. <laughs> cool. Yeah, Fumi is also going over. Mook is just slowly walking over, seeing if there's any food stalls for a snack. You know, <laughs> dumping um, ground is closed, and food stalls are not set up right now immediately around the precinct. But, oh, uh, you know, it, is this is this explosion going to prolong the opening of dumping ground? The dumping ground? Oh, that's that one's open. You're talking about the return of dumpies. Dumpies, sorry, dumpies. It's all dumpies, right. Yeah. People yeah. mess it up all the time. But yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you could say it depends on if the rumors are true. The as we're walking up, oh, Amuk no. checks his bag for the blueprints. He's like, All right, I got him. <laughs> dumpies. Um, yes. as, as the rest of you get a catch up to Jingmin approaching Cho, you hear Jingmin saying, All right, so I think we should start early with the looting, you know, get ahead of the chaos. Early, what? what? <laughs> with the looting. I was just going to say something nice about you kids, and now you're talking about looting. So I, I don't... Is this is this your typical day type of thing? And he gestures at the building. <laughs> no, Looks like you helped not, out quite a bit. We're not looting it. No, I mean the saving part. Yeah. Are you, you know? Oh. It seems like you're good kids. And now you're, oh. nah, you're getting me all confused. <laughs> oh, I... Mm. Well, maybe she was talking about preventing looting. Like yeah, getting ahead, yeah. of, ahead of stopping it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Besides, yeah. That, the guy that bombed it might come back. Real easy to pull him. one over on the uh, detective. I don't have any intuitions about this at all. So <laughs> I think you're telling the truth. A mook. No one ever lies to me out, in my line of work. Out loud, just cackles. It's just a quick. Well, it seems to me like you've done good, kids. And just then, Cho gets radioed. Your source got back to me. He's in a pinch on Red Row. Some triads got him. On it. Uh, Actually, he looks at it for you. You done being heroes today? Or uh, I may need some extra muscle. What's, what's going on? It's shocking. <clears throat> I've uh, I've got a lead or two. <laughs> and on Shadowpaw? Uh, well, indirectly, yes. But this one uh looks like that guy He Shang Ling is in trouble. So this might be my oh. chance to grab him because I think he knows something. This is very much do you all know the magic school bus? The intro yes. they say. Yes. It's never regular day, Miss Frizzle's class. That kid goes, Oh, geez, not again. That's Lynn right now. She gets in the car. <laughs> just channeling all of that. Yep. Just. Oh, my gosh. Well, guess we got to go help, but I can't take a nap. That's right. Oh, geez. Oh, you haven't had to deal again. with enough today. Amuk, Amuk just follows Lynn. And Amuk, Amuk called Shotgun, so he wants, he wants the front seat. <laughs> Lynn's putting up no fight for it. Just... <laughs> it's like, Lynn, you can take a nap in the back of the car. I think, I think we'll have some time. No, I don't. No, I think we're good. I've got some chloroform you... if you need it. 
All right, let's hit it. Kumi <laughs> <laughs> and Jingmin, I just want to make sure. Do you do you object or do you do you hop in? No, we're gonna hop in. No, or I'm gonna hop, hop in. in. Yeah. Fumi, Fumi loves um, car rides. I forgot what they're called here in this universe. Um, Fumi does. You're speaking. Blank. Mo- <laughs> Blank. No, yeah, Jing Men. Did I say Fumi? Yeah, yeah. You, said <laughs> you, did say Fumi. you could have said Lin. You <laughs> also would have been like in the moment, you know? <laughs> Nikki Fumi loves car rides. <laughs> Jing Men, who loves currently confusing her identity with those of her friends. <laughs> did you see a hit to the head in there? Probably, well, uh, yeah. you know. Inhaled a lot of smoke. She inhaled a lot of smoke <laughs> yeah. in there. <laughs> well, Cho peels off. Uh, largely heading the reverse of the way that y'all drove last time with Cho. Because last time it was from an area not far from Red Row uh, all the way over to the police station area. Um, You didn't quite make it last time, given the bridge incident, but you were close. (laughs) Good times. You go over any bridges. (laughs) There are no necessary bridge routes uh, if you make Cho avoid them. You have the opportunity to speak up now if you'd like, Lynn. Please look over the bridge. Please look over the bridge. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I suppose this way is just as fast. We Thank are you. pressed for time, so I'm just trying to... All right. Is there like a setting for avoid bridges on Four Nations maps? <laughs> yep, we toggle that on. Very good. <laughs> are you sure you're okay, Lynn? Yes. Yes. Okay, because if you need a nap, um, we we're we've got you here. Nope. Like I said, chloroform. Chloroform's great. Hi. Uh, no, that's okay. All right, that's how I get my naps in. <laughs> Cho, uh, Lin. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jim. <laughs> Lin, you, you feel Jingmin's tiny, teeny little hands just sort of like patting on you and rubbing your shoulder. She says, "It's gonna be okay, Lin." We can beat up some tribe members and that'll that'll get you to the right headspace you need to be yeah. in. Yeah, guide and comfort for me. <laughs> this is not this does, yeah, this does seem like Jingmin's sincere effort, though. <laughs> the way you would comfort. Oh my gosh. I rolled a seven. Okay. A seven on guide and comfort. Well, well. So, um, you choose one. Do they embrace your guidance and comfort? Do they shut you down? And this choice is for Lynn. Lynn. This is going to feel so mean. Lynn's going to shut it right down. down. Shut me down. (laughs) What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's going to be great. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Oh gosh, and now I can inflict a condition on in, you. Indeed. What condition do you <laughs> inflict in turn on Jingmin? Oh God. Right before combat, too. This is awful. <laughs> oh, um, <no. laughs> guilty? I feel like insecure makes sense. Yeah, we'll go insecure. Because I'm already we'll guilty insecure. and troubled. Because I'm already guilty and troubled. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. No metagaming in my Jingmin, game. 
Jing Min will just pull her hand away and go, All right. And just start <laughs> restringing her bow. Oh, no. And remember, when they shut you down and inflict a condition on you, you shift their balance in response. Ah, uh, yes. So, which direction what? are we going on that track? Danny, you get to choose, yeah. but what are the what principles, are... Lynn? Uh, they yeah, are, what are your risk principles? and stability. And what are you at right now? Uh, currently, we are at a plus two to stability, um, okay. but our balance is a plus three. Hmm. Meaning your center or your balance? Oh, center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, your center is plus three. So you're not at center, but you're at plus, you're plus two. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like shifting further towards risk makes sense. Okay. All right. Cool. Very effective. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else that y'all say before you arrive? And it's okay if not. Shingman is dead silent throughout the rest of the car ride. (laughs) (laughs) Even Kumi's a little bit awkward. She's just like, you seem like you might need to talk or something. Mook is just in shock and snoring so loud, just knocked out. <laughs> he's, does, take he's, the he's, huh. <laughs> <laughs> they take the Well, someone's getting a nap in. Anywho, uh, we're getting close, and he hits you, Mook. Just a you know, gentle backhand. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the deal. I don't know if you know about He Shang Ling, uh, but I think he's got some info. I want him in one piece. I've seen you kids uh, in action, so uh, let's just keep it clean. But we don't really know who we're up against. Uh, The info came in hot, and it's a triad. So we get what we get. Uh, But first rule, if we see more than six, we're out. I don't want to take on uh, uneven odds. Make sense? Yep. Makes sense. Okay. If that's the case, we just scope it out. Kumi <laughs> kind of looks at Jingmin like, yeah. We all look we at Jingmin. We need Jing to leave just... if it's that many. Jingmin has the most insidious just smile on her face. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, She's just like, I'm picturing that breaking through still like the partially wrapped rags that are just like <laughs> hanging out on your head. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Her teeth is just peering through the rags. Oh peering teeth. God. Even your teeth. Peering teeth. <laughs> Even her teeth here. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it discreet and listen in on the outset. I don't know what they're chasing him down for, but he's always in trouble. So. And um, did he did he say which triad it was? No, my source didn't. Uh, so it is what it is, and he Useful pulls up. Source, you have. <laughs> hey, a source is a source. And you're saying uh, this didn't come from Benny? Should, yeah, I should have asked Benny. I do the not trust Benny. Benny with a radio. Uh, ah. You know, uh, it's just too expensive. So and uh, I took a bit of a dip on the last car, so you know. <laughs> Wait until I save up some pennies before I do that sort of thing. And he pats the car, which you, you, you've you noticed is definitely not quite the same quality as the last one y'all were in. Mm. Oh, no. Did we feel slightly responsible for, for destroying his last car? You may or may not. 
Jingman doesn't hold any responsibility. Subject to interpretation. <laughs> he gets out and signals for y'all to follow him. Um, and he dips into an alleyway and starts working through a system of them uh, throughout Red Row. Um, I would like, uh, yeah, let me, let me just set the scene for what you come in on. So He Shang Ling has an unremarkable appearance. Um, looks like the type of guy who can blend in, and that probably serves him well based on what little you know of his antics. Um, but you know, you see slicked back black hair, um, uh, rosy cheeks, as if he's been drinking recently, perhaps. And uh, he is in an alleyway uh, surrounded by uh, four looming figures. Two of them are unmistakable in size from the outset. It's Donna and Perla. No! No! <laughs> Actually, this is great. I, t- I take that noise back. <laughs> uh oh. We have some revenge. Uh oh. <laughs> Scores to settle, perhaps. Um, another you do not recognize. Uh, they're facing away from you. Um, just looks like uh, a relatively tall um, uh, figure with a jacket, just simple dress. And then uh, the fourth is also just as distinctive as Donna. And Perla, you see a cascade of blue hair and the lithe figure of none other than Kumadi, the leader of the Red Monsoon. Mm. And they are standing over He Shangling, who is currently tied to a dumpster because apparently there wasn't a chair available. <laughs> and he is just stuttering. Oh, fellas, ladies, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to waste your time. I, uh, I, I never put eyes on the staff, but, but I heard the rumors. Same as you. Then uh, I fibbed. I fibbed. <laughs> you know, I, I really do run my mouth sometimes. Kumadi leans over him, cool as ever. Your loyalty to the librarian is impressive. However, did he get a cockroach like you to be so obedient? Obedience typically requires intelligence. And she looks at her nails with an almost bored expression. Drown him. And the unnamed figure in a black leather jacket just raises his hand and an orb of water appears over He Sheng Ling's head. And with a gentle gesture just lowers the sphere over him. And since he is constrained, all he can do is fight violently against the orb of water. And they just start essentially dunking him. It's a reverse dunk. (laughs) Um, But occasionally they lift it up and he sputters violently and coughs to get the water out of his lungs. And they repeat the process until he seems willing to say something. I'm just curious if y'all intervene. Uh, Cho does just put up a hand as if to suggest that we wait a little longer. 
What do you do? Um, Jing Min, pretty like as soon as they start the dunkage process, um, will grab one of her like roped arrows and shoot it up on top of a building, or maybe not. So try to get. She's trying to get high up. Maybe there's a catwalk. Oh, okay. Um, on the side of one of the buildings, and she sure there is. Start climbing up there. Yeah. So Cho kind of looks over his shoulder and goes, ah, darn it. <laughs> As you ascend, Jing you are good at grappling. I will not make you roll. Specifically, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. She's specifically trying to avoid Kumadi seeing her and recognizing her. Hmm. I guess that is an additional challenge. Um, because we're I, I'm assuming a lot of Kumadi, I think, to hide while doing this. Let's let's make that a rely on your skills and training. Let it, let us see that roll. Okay. My apologies. You're good. Ooh, that is a nine on the dice plus a two from focus minus two from troubled. So that's a nine. Good old math. <laughs> Good old plus two minus two. No, it's that it's not your fault, Jinkies. You inflicted insecure on me. No. I'm just a little gagged the numbers. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um. Even, yeah even so it is a hit uh is your um uh an aid or help action yes it is ah. um fumi is gonna see that yeah. and um use her airbending to just like hit some like can down on the opposite side of where jingmin is climbing up like um so ah. like jingmin is over here she's hitting the mm. can way over here yeah to um distract them Get them to Cat, look the other way. Caddy corner, as some people say, I think in Long Caddy Island. Corner. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the opposite corner or, or area, you're gonna kind of use your your bending to shake up some cans. Um I like it. I think it works. Let's get that plus one on there. It is a 10. Strong hit. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, narrate for us, Jingmin. So you you ascend. Um, any details on position or anything like that relative to Kumadi and others? So we're in like an alley, you said, yes. right? Yeah, so um, I imagine it's pretty much she'll get up to a catwalk and sort of just navigate down it a bit, and she's more or less directly above the the scene of the dunkage the dunking okay i like it but i want to say like two two stories up yeah yeah so there's some distance and we all know by playing we all know by playing stealth video games that enemies and npcs never look up so basically i'm unnoticeable that's true your stealth is currently (laughs) at a hundred (laughs) percent any actions from anyone else at this point or do you obey cho's signal Mook kind of just waits. He knows that it looks worse than it actually is. Not in any, tr- he Shangling's not in any trouble just yet. So he never relaxes, waits and watches. Fumi is struggling to relax, but that help action actually helped her like get some of that energy out of her. So 
<laughs> that helps so that she can hold on just a little bit longer. I love that. Oh. Channeling some nervous energy into a little wisp of air. <laughs> Let this go to the wind. <laughs> yeah. Are we... out her paints, which seems like a nonsensical move, but we'll make sense in a minute. <laughs> I, so I accept. Oh, okay. yeah. Are we technically in an exchange at this point? You or are now? not yet. Because not yet. Okay. this is not combat. Uh, not they don't even know you're here. So... You're doing great, if that's your goal. I don't know. Um, <laughs> your goal is to fight, then. You know, that's another goal. Um, so, yeah, you you watch a little more of this unfold. And as they lift the sear from his head, you know, again and again, you know, he sputters. And he moves with a certain eagerness as though trying to lift an arm to signal something. And, and Kumadi raises her hand. That's enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, I saw the staff. But what's the big deal? I don't know who else was there. I, we all wear masks. Who is the librarian? I don't know. I, I've never even seen her. And Kumari freezes. Uh, oh. Her? Uh, him or I misspoke. I don't know. No one refers to the librarian as her. No one yet except for you. One more detail. Don't waste more of my time. I can be very cold. And she puts a hand on him, and his now-soaked form begins to freeze over. Just like ice crawling out, emanating from her hand down his clothes. And he begins to shake. Location. Sorry, yeah? Sorry, you visually, you just see him start to like... One minute. Like counting is like, okay, you're freezing him. We've got, he knows how much time is going to be left before they need to actually step in and do something about the ice. Yeah. Cho looks back at you briefly, just glances and goes, What's Mississippi? (laughs) (laughs) And um, and so Kumadi leans in and, and she just says, Location. And it comes out of um, he shangling with startling clarity, given what he's been through. And he just says, the Xiaodan mines at the edge of the city, underground. And Kumadi steps back and relents. Remarkable. Um, Jing Min will, will knock one of those two bolas arrows that she created back in episode four. Ooh. Ooh. Um can can Jingmin be a mook currently from, from her position, right? Yes. She's got a great see vantage a point yeah. just kind of over the top of a dumpster and some trash behind yeah. which y'all are positioned. As as Jingmin Amook notices Jingmin do that and, and it's like, okay, the torture session's done. Like Amook just kinda like looks up at and just like do it. She says under her breath, I bet. And then we'll <laughs> let loose at one of the big boys. Ooh, one of the big girls, the then. The feet Donna of one of the, sorry, or the big girls. Donna or Donna Perla. Or... Donna or Perla. <laughs> I'm, I'm treating them as, uh, you know, pretty equivalent. So happy, happy to, you know, deal with either one. 
And so, so clarify, clarify your action, Jingmen. Um, she is using one of three of those like boss arrows she mm-hmm. made to try to shoot and entangle the feet of Perla. You are trying to entangle someone's feet while essentially being yes. almost directly over them. I would like for you to push yeah. your luck. That is a, I mean, that right. would be just a remarkable, <laughs> prodigious shot. So let's let the prodigy try it. I am prodigious. All right. Pushing of the luck. Ooh, a six and a four for a 10 on the dice. Plus one from passion uh-huh. or an 11. But, but minus two from guilty, so nine. Oh. <laughs> good, old, good old conditions. Guilt, the guilt is too strong. Well, um, I mean, do we have any help action here? Does anyone try to aid this role in some way, seeing the shot lined up? Uh, Amuk. I forgot the name of Amuk's and Jingmen's signature move. The Jing and Signature Flame? move. Jing and Flame. <laughs> the Jing and Flame, the Jing and Flame. yeah. Uh, Amuk is going to help by distracting water. <laughs> that had a water bit, diversion. Yeah, it had a little bit of the energy of like form of a bucket of water. A bucket of water. <laughs> distracting water. <laughs> Distract. Distracting water, go! <laughs> I choose you. Yeah. Um, what does it look like? What are, what are you doing there, Mook? Um, you know, taking the big ball of water that's above Hing Shang Lin's head. Yeah. And dumping it down onto Perla's head to help to make sure that the bolus's connect and, and Perla doesn't walk away. Oh that's fun. That is very pretty, fun. pretty simple bender. Just, eh, you know, the old water ball push, the old water ball push. It's the yeah. first year technique. I'm not going to say the distance is too hard or anything like that. I think you do it. Um, and so Perla is just like shocked and, and kind of leans back a little bit. And it actually, thankfully, Jingmen gives you just a little better of an yes. opening on those ankles. Um, your bolas connects and wraps around Perla's feet. And Perla looks down and goes, we got trouble. <laughs> Gosh, I've been waiting for episodes to do that voice again. <laughs> Could and Perla technically talk? Wouldn't it be Donna that would make that say that? I mean, I'm picturing just after the splash. After the splash? Oh, okay. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, um, Kumadi just barks in order at um, the other two figures who are not tied up at the ankles and just says, bag him. And they do. Um, they grab He Shang Ling, disconnect whatever was strapping him to the dumpster. And uh, Donna um, puts a bag over his head and just heaves He Shang Ling over her shoulder and starts to turn the opposite way to escape with him. 
And so um, what I'm going to do is this is borrowing a mechanic from another game, but I'm going to split things up here. So y'all are in an exchange, but if you like, one or several or all of you could pursue um, Donna, who has a bagged Heshang Ling over her shoulder. And I'm going to start a clock. Uh, let's call it four segments. And once we hit four, we can assume... Yeah, I know that, this mechanic. <laughs> yeah, we can assume that that the escape is complete, and uh, that that for all intents and purposes, you can't directly continue the chase. You will have lost Yi Shangling. Um, oh wow! So, uh, but right now they only think that they're fighting Jing Min. Uh, I'm going to say that Amuk was discreet enough. And so unless y'all come out behind the dumpster, they're all just going to look up at where that Bolas arrow came from. And start tearing it up. <laughs> so I just want to give you the option. Do you step out? Do you step out? Um, but if you're going to step out with a fighting technique, we're just going to choose our, um, what are they called? Approaches. Yeah. Um, Fumi's going to step out. Um, and I already know what she's going to do. Should I just say that? Um, is, it, is it going to uh, be one of those moves? A fighting move. Um, yeah, it's definitely okay. going to be an advance and attack. Okay, I will start Probably recording your approaches. Lynn, are you going to hide? It's okay if you want to hide. Nope. Lynn is uh, stepping out uh, with an evade and observe. Okay. Nice. Uh, I feel like I want to go after. Oh. Like we know the where. We kind of need him. So Amuk, instead of taking a stance, is gonna like, you know, track star, get ready, and then just start running as fast as he can. It's like, you know, classic Iceman running, just freezing. Gonna get as much speed as possible. Nice. Skating his way across the fight and just like I gotta trust them to to be able to take care of themselves. I can't do anything more. Wow, a decision has been made. Okay. Um <laughs> Um, Steve. Yes. I've entered a conundrum. What is your conundrum, my friend? Or, no, I don't know if it's a conundrum. It might be a slight pickle. Um, so I have a technique, mm -hmm. fighting technique, that could help slow the escape of Donna. Would I be able to use that on Donna, who has the bagged Hisheng Ling over her shoulders? Is this something that functions within an exchange as a fighting technique? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's let's support the fiction. What would the move be? Because um, you can do whatever you want to do, is, and if it, if it's going to happen, yeah. you can just say that it happens essentially outside of the exchange. There there may not be the same mechanical benefit, but you know, we yeah. can use other moves. So the move is called pin a fly to a tree. And it reads, fire Ooh. arrows with perfect accuracy to pin, a to pin a foe in place. So mechanically, I can mark one fatigue to inflict impaired, or I can mark three fatigue to inflict impaired and trapped. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say, let's, let's sidestep those mechanics, because I'm not treating them as being mm. in the exchange. But let's, yeah. let's lean into the fiction. And uh, let's call it a pusher yeah. luck because of the size of okay. your target. Yeah, I'm. 
I'm essentially doing what the technique reads. I'm like shooting out like maybe she has like pants that I can like try to like shoot at the cloth of to like pin it to the ground or yeah, I'm just barraging her with arrows and strategically like, you know, strategic points that should halt her escape. Hopefully. Okay. Very good. Let's see that roll. All right. That is two sixes, (gasps) baby. I did not. I did not waste all of them before we started recording. Yeah, Danny just rolled like a couple double sixes in a row before session. I was like, "Well, there goes all my luck." (laughs) Excellent. So, um, yeah, that'll make a thirteen total. Yeah, an eleven total technically, since I'm guilty. But yeah, eleven. Yeah. Oh, well, with push your luck, there is always a cost. So you release your flurry of arrows and with remarkable precision outline Donna's pants. (laughs) And you have temporarily pinned Donna. She just like struggles and falters with each arrow. And eventually you've, you've essentially got her pinned to a pile of trash. It's like propped up against a wall. (laughs) Arrows are just sinking into this stuff, but you've got enough of them, just like a flurry. We're talking like Boromir level arrows, um, pinning these clothes down. And um, the consequence is that one of your arrows goes right into the leg of He Shang Ling. (gasps) And his already tortured form just coils up in pain. Um, Donna is still clinging with all of her might. She's not relenting. She's not letting go of his body as he fights. Um, but she herself is effectively pinned. Um, so if you want to take actions further on this in between, uh, actually, I would say you have included Donna in the exchange. So that is a mechanical benefit of this. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we've prevented the getaway. Uh, I'll hold off on the clock and we'll just, until until they get free or y'all move or something else happens to adjust the fiction, Donna is in the exchange. And so is He Shang Ling. Not that He Shang can do much right now. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's see. We've heard from um, Fumi and from uh, Amuk and from Lin. And now um, I would like for you to tell me your um, approach, Jingmin. Are you defending and maneuvering? I'm going to advance and attack. I bet you will, Jingmen. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, the first thing that happens uh, is that we go through the exchanges in this order. And this is our first exchange on the show. So first Woo! of all, congrats, episode seven. We made it to an exchange. Woo-woo. Avatar Legends Yay. is fun. You can handle a lot of fights. Without um, the mm-hmm. full combat exchange mechanics, you just lean into the usual moves and it covers most of your bases. We reserve combat exchanges for particularly difficult um, combat challenges. And so that's kind of how you know stuff is real. Stuff. Mm. Um, family friendly, <laughs> safe for work. Stuff is real right now. Yeah. Stuff. Um, and so when we go into an exchange, the reason why we pick these approaches is because they sort of predetermine what everyone decides to do in a split second. And then everything unfolds as best as we can in the fiction, roughly simultaneously. And the folks who move first are those who defend and maneuver. 
uh, followed by those who advance and attack, and finally those who evade and observe. And we try to resolve it all um, as close to simultaneous as possible in the fiction. There's going to be some stacking of things as things play out, so we keep it pretty linear, but it's, it's the idea anyway. Uh, so those who defend and maneuver, I'm actually going to say that Kumadi has chosen that stance. Um, still getting her bearings, uh, quickly turns around and her amber eyes flash at those of you who have stepped out from beyond the dumpster. And Amuk, you are dashing, trying to slide by, and you see before you uh, that Donna has just been pinned. Um, and so I will allow you to also choose uh, a, an approach if you would like to choose stay in this exchange, I assume. Mm, yeah, since I don't have to worry about Donna getting away at the kind of want to do fed a maneuver so I could do pinpoint and we're just doing stances. Yeah, not just like just the broader yet. approach. Yeah, for sure. Approach. Okay, so uh, defend and maneuver. Okay, very cool. So I'll give Kumadi the first move within this set, and then we'll we'll go to whatever you do as you've seen uh, the situation shift, Amuk. Um, so let's see, defend and maneuver. What is fun to do for this? I think the first thing is uh, retaliate. Um, so you see Kumadi just assess all of you, uh, widen her stance, and a ton of water. Uh, just comes out of a sewer grate as she raises her fists. And it just sort of encircles the alleyway overhead. She has steeled herself uh, for incoming blows. Uh, just be aware mechanically that, uh, you know, when somebody retaliates, when they choose this, uh, that if a foe of that person inflicts fatigue, a condition, uh, they also receive fatigue in turn. So... That is the mechanical benefit of retaliation. So she's she's prepped. Uh, let's go to you, Amuk. What do you do? I think seeing her getting ready, everything right because it's it's I'm responding in order of everything. Yep, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay yeah. to react yeah. to something you're seeing as though it's unfolding linearly, uh, and it's okay to do something independent of that and to assume that it's simultaneous, like as if it was in competition or concert with what you're seeing. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Mook's gonna pull from the sewer water as well and get like a not brass knuckles, but ice knuckles just ready to go out of sewer water. Okay. Kind of gross. It's yep. just like <laughs> frozen, frozen sewer water in his hands ready to start throwing blows. Oh, so are you also choosing retaliate? Yeah. Okay. No. We'll did you need to roll, my friend? I should have had you roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because your roll will tell us whether you get to do one thing or perhaps. another. Yeah. Yeah. Two you things. know what? Not the retaliate. Let's go with the ready. Okay. And tell me with what you roll instead. on a 2d6. Seven. Seven. All right. Focus. Yeah. Eight. Okay. An eight with focus. All right. 
It has been a while, y'all. But on a seven to nine, yeah. you can use one basic or mastered technique. Cool. Uh, I will use pinpoint aim. Oh, is that is that one mastered? mastered. Hey. Yeah, that one's mastered. Yeah. Okay, and that's uh, so under defensive to... maneuver. Yep. Okay. It just says, uh, "Take the so time." You're not, so you're not readying anymore. Correct. Yeah, mm. we're ditching the ready yeah. and the retaliate. All right. What Sorry. do you? Yeah. What do you do, Amuk? Sorry, yeah. So it says, "Take the." T- oh no, you're right. Take the time you need to line up a perfect shot. Become prepared. In the next exchange, if you advance an attack roll with focus or passion, your choice. If you use strike, you do not have to mark fatigue to choose what you inflict. Cool. Cool. I will need you nice. to track the consequences of that for me. Um, but awesome. So what does this look like? Like, what is your stance or, you know, anything else you do? You know, it's the most basic of stances, right? It's just a classic horse stance as he's getting the water up and getting everything ready on his fists. Oh, I love it. The strongest, the strongest things in martial arts are always the foundation. Mm. Always go back to those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm picturing you and Kumadi kind of doing this simultaneously, just like messing (laughs) with water, getting ready. (laughs) <laughs> yeah nice okay we have finished those who are doing defend and maneuver let's go to advance and attack for fumi what's your move all right um see that roll sorry yeah let's see the yeah, roll first sorry i should roll first right <laughs> yeah that is with passion which is a plus two, which puts me at a seven. Nice. All right, um, one basic or mastered technique. Well, then I'm going to use um, it's like we're dancing. Ooh. Which, um. No, read that for us, Fumi. Yeah, you, you make a series of attacks at your foe, not necessarily to hit them, but to keep them focused on you and unable to do much else. Clear one fatigue and infic- inflict impaired on your foe. Um, she's gonna do this at the waterbender that was like torturing Kishing Ling earlier. Okay, yes, the nameless figure in a leather jacket. Okay. Yes, and uh, she very much takes on sort of like a dance of how she's like moving her wind around. It it almost looks like she's trying to dance with him, but it kind of <laughs> like like he he starts like wavering this way and that way, like as the wind just pushes him, like really shoves him. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, I mean, you you do this flurry of dancing-like blows and uh, maneuvering with your wind, and this guy is beyond disheveled. Uh, he is disoriented afterwards, a bit spun around, and I'm going to say, oh, what was the, there was a mechanical thing tacked onto that, I believe. Did you say impaired, or was it something yeah, else? Yeah, one, clear one fatigue and inflict impaired on your foe. I love it. So yes, um, if you have a fatigue, feel free to clear that. And um, yeah, we will definitely mark impaired. Awesome. All right. Let's go to Jing Min. It is time for your attack, my friend. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to roll with passion. That is an eight total. Okay. What do you choose? I I think I don't think I know. 
I'm going to use <laughs> pin a fly to a tree. Yay. Actually, this Heck time. yeah. I think I'm going to... Just a quick refresher on what the battlefield's looking like right sure. now. You want a full overview? Uh, yeah, if, you, if you're able to. I am able to, <laughs> my friend. So yeah, so we've got an alleyway. It's not super narrow. You know, like full-size dumpsters, um, piles of trash, this type of a thing. I'm picturing one main corridor um, that y'all were kind of, you were hiding on one end, kind of facing them, and then hiding behind some stuff and stepped out. Behind them is the direction that uh, Donna tried to make off with uh, He Shang Ling. Uh, so she's at the far end of this sort of corridor, past Kumadi, uh, past uh, the leather jacket gentleman, and um, past Perla, who is still tied up and wet. So, um, you are roughly above, as you said, uh, the main cluster, cluster yeah. of your opponents. Um, and the others have started to sort of step in and toward. Um, so they're, everyone's engaged as far as I'm concerned, distance wise, they're all engaged, um, for combat purposes. And you could say right. that, um, um I, there are other fire escapes if that's useful and we have other questions. That's fine too. Mm -hmm. I'm picturing maybe offshoot alleys if you wanted to dip into one, but they're probably narrower. Yeah. I think right now, the one thing Jingmen's going to do, I don't think I know. I know she's going to do this. She's about to do this. Yes. She's going to use pin a fly to a tree on Leather Jacket Man. And I will mark the remaining three of my fatigue. Whoa. So I'm at five fatigue mark total to Oof. inflict Oof. impaired and trapped on Leather Jacket Man. Okay. Now I want I want you to be aware that Fumi has impaired Leather Jacket Man. <laughs> so she he's also trapped. There you go. All right. Cool. <laughs> Just making sure that it doesn't change anything yeah. strategically. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. I think trapped is a very useful negative condition. Yeah, can you read what trapped does for us, for our listeners? <laughs> yeah. So trapped. <laughs> reads you're you are completely helpless you must mark a combination of three conditions or fatigue in order to escape yeah yeah super so useful mark one condition two fatigue and even after they break out of that impaired they have to deal with impaired so yeah mm -hmm. wow y'all mess with leather jacket guy what did he do besides torture <laughs> oh, yeah. someone before your eyes come on yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's pretty much it <laughs> Yeah, that's true. A little torture between friends. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's see. Let's go to the Evade and Observers. Lynn, what do you do? Well, first we're going to roll. Just... Yeah. Uh, that is a 10. Okay. Um. Ooh. So, oh, sorry. Modifier? That's actually going to be a 12 because we rolled with creativity. That was a yeah. 10, oh, 10 nice. flat. Ooh. Um. Did you remember to clear off fatigue as well? When you choose oh, evade and observe, you get to clear fatigue. I didn't have any fatigues. And also, oh, as part of my playbook the first time that I evade and observe, I get to clear two fatigue as well. Okay. Um, so I should have been really stacking the help, but I wasn't reading enough. And I'd like to apologize sincerely <laughs> to any listener who was like, Will, please min-max the Adrift playbook. That's my bad. Um... <laughs> But so uh, Lynn is going to uh, bolster or hinder on Perla um, 
So she took out her paints earlier. So she's going to mm. take some of that clay and attempt to shoot it. Not attempt. Going to shoot it uh, right into yeah. Perla's eyes. Um, <laughs> so sorry. But if you needed to see, that's a problem. Um, Can that please be the dialogue line? Did you just say that? <laughs> yeah, that's the dialogue line. Oh, it's so good. Um. And then we also get to uh, inflict an appropriate status. Um, and in this mm. case, that's going to be impaired, I'm going to say. Yeah, that sounds fitting to me. Yeah. Impairing everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is, um, you said Perla, correct? Yep. All right. Face paint, baby. Right in the face. So Perla right now is drenched in water, has her legs tied up, and is blinded temporarily. Yeah, it's eye safe. Yeah. Don't worry. It's eye safe. That's right. You can wash it out <laughs> afterwards. Just for now. You can't see. Yeah. Oh, y'all, y'all know how to deal with enemies. This is this is good. <laughs> hey, look, Perla and Donna beat us up way too hard at the beginning. We this is revenge. Yeah. Settle the score. This is cathartic for Lynn. <laughs> yeah well it is leather jacket's turn and um i love that we're just calling him leather jacket now and um yeah Le- lj leather- for short what's that lj, LJ? for short yeah lj lj gets up and so LJ. i will mark that three fatigue um to get him back in the action um and let's see under evade and observe i'm just gonna have him uh let's see I'm going to have him commit. So he attempts to recenter himself amidst the fray. He, you know, he tries to steady himself, take a fighting position again. Um, I'm going to have to shift his principle here. Okay. I know I need to know what that is. He's just LJ. <laughs> I have him on our character sheet now. I love it. As LJ in parentheses. Thank you so much for for tracking and supporting that, Nikki. That's super helpful. Yeah, no problem. You know, who knows how many characters and names we'll introduce over the course of these episodes. So it's useful to have a character keeper for everything. Um, let's see. I'm going to say in a similar fashion that uh, Donna, who we have now included uh, in this exchange, just starts fighting. Uh, against these arrows and pulling them out of her genes. Um, And I'm going to have her also mark uh, two fatigue to get into a standing position again with He Sheng Ling over her shoulder. And so uh, if she continues to run away, which she turns as if making to, to continue to, you know, make good on Kamadi's orders. Um, you were going to start that clock. Um, so you would have to take, somebody has to take another action to keep Donna in the combat. Um, mm. Let's go back to the top, y'all. Um, choose your approaches. Um, yes. In between, in between exchanges. Yeah. In between exchanges. Would you like to say something? Or, uh, I have a couple things I think I want to do. <laughs> Okay. Real quick. The first one's real fast. It's a, a quick excerpt from the Prodigy's Extraordinary Skill hmm. um, feature. 
when you see someone use an unknown technique, if it is available to your skills and training, you may mark fatigue, shift your balance towards excellence, and take the technique as learned. What are you taking? So, I think upon seeing uh, a MOOC use pinpoint aim, oh. I will... Wait, am I able to choose to mark fatigue and take a condition instead if I already have five fatigue marked? Or am I no longer able to oh. purposely choose to mark fatigue? Um, I don't know offhand. Um, so what I will say, and we can apologize later if we've made a mistake, is um, you can mark a condition instead. Okay. So, uh, Jingmin is a... Upon taking pinpoint aim, Jingmin is in pretty in a pretty rough spot, which might not make this next point of action make sense. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, Jingmin will yell out, Kumari! Oh. And use one of those like you know the ladders on catwalks that like fall down when you put weight on them in the movies? Yes. She'll use that and slide down and land oh, no. on the floor of this alley. Ooh, that's fun. Oh, no. And she'll point at her with an Here. arrow in her left hand. Here it is. And she'll say, Let my friends and your, and your pawns have at it. But if I can best you in single combat, you leave. <laughs> and I want to use my challenge ability. My challenge. <laughs> I mean, you have definitely set up the trigger to do the thing, my friend. And I know we got so close so at another bad. occasion to using this move. <laughs> I accept. Um, oh, tell oh us so I just realized. Yes, yeah. I just I just realized I marked angry in pen, so I can I can never I'm always angry now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the challenge well, is analog. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> yeah. So what are, what are what are the uh, mechanics of this challenge move or the fiction of it? All right. Um. So mechanically, challenge reads: when you throw a boastful challenge at an opponent before a fight, roll with passion. I don't know. If, between exchanges in a fight, but um, <laughs> on a hit, the challenge lands. If you win the fight, choose one from below, but your challenge goads them to impressive heights. Um, if I hit, they can choose one extra technique in every exchange for the duration of the fight. Wow. On a 10 plus, on a 10 plus though, I clear all fatigue at the end of the fight if I'm victorious. Wow. And if I win, there's a number of things I can basically force them to do. I can force them to either teach me a technique or help me master one I already know. Um, I can force them to give me an answer or an item of my choice. Hmm. Or um, I can force them to take my side in a future conflict. Or lastly, I can force them to acknowledge my superiority and shift my balance twice towards excellence. And on a miss... We'll get there if, if I miss. <laughs> Let's see the roll. Roll with passion, Jingmin. Oh, gosh. I am rolling with passion. I am at five fatigue marked and four conditions marked. So I have one condition oh, left no. to mark. Why does it feel so characteristically, Jingmin, to, to issue a challenge of single combat under those exact circumstances? 
Passion. A five and a six. Ooh. Plus one for passion. And conditions do not list challenge anywhere. So that is a 12 total. Wow. Wow. Yes. <gasps> you get your full 12. Wow. Yes. Just those. <laughs> so, so if I'm reading this correctly, um, Danny. Um, yeah. So yeah, you get the one extra technique every exchange for the duration of this fight. No, she does. Oh, she does. Oh, that's the goading. Yeah. Yep. So you've brought out she the gets one extra technique of Kumadi. Yes. I the challenge have. lands. So that's the main function of the hit is that the challenge lands. Okay. Okay. So yeah. first let's let's just lean in. But into since I rolled a 10 plus, yeah. if I win, I get to clear all my 15. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the fight, if you're victorious. Okay. Yes. If I'm victorious. That's a big if, my friend. Kumadi. It is, it is. Kumadi's <laughs> amber eyes just go wide and flash as you land and hop off of this ladder in front of her, Jingmin. And she smiles. It's you again. I take it that this is a no, Jingmin. Am I correct? Fight me and we'll find out. Sounds fun enough. Your challenge has been accepted, <laughs> Jingmin. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. I'm and gonna I'm going to get extra die. techniques for Kumadi uh, going forward. Yeah, one extra technique every exchange. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. All right. Oh, God. Well, well, uh, anyone else have any, uh, you know, minor details they'd like to add or uh, <laughs> majorly disruptive things in between exchanges? Any fiction dialogue, any non-combat moves? I um, just want everyone to know that me and Nikki and Gus were uh, making quite the assortment of faces during that yeah. entire exchange. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all I have to add. The second, I just feel like the second I, I heard Jigman yell Kumari, I was like, oh no, I know exactly where <laughs> this is going to go. And it's going to work. And I'm so scared for our little girl. Yeah. Have y'all seen the movie uh, Troy? Yeah. It's a throwback. Oh, yeah. But this reminds me of when I think it's the Achilles character is like outside of the gates. And is just yelling over and over again, Hector! Or just like super angrily <laughs> to challenge Hector to single combat. Has, has mm. a nice rallying feel. Um, Definitely feels like that. Um, in between stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't see anything written in my stuff that I feel like I could do in between, except maybe like... That's fine. I verbally needle... In between, or is that part of the action? <laughs> oh, you can. You can say something. You can say a quick jab if you want. <laughs> Just yell out at Perla. Where do you think you're running from? <laughs> Donna's the prettier one. Oh! <laughs> Dagged her a bit with that one. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> You just kind of hear a suppressed uh, whimper at your comment. Oh. You've inflicted psychological damage, which we do not track <laughs> in uh, explicit form. 
actually. Yeah. <laughs> if she was, I have takes one to no one. Yeah. When you verbally needle someone by finding the weakness in their armor, which is them not feeling as pretty as Donnan, we've now established this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I get to roll with focus on a hit. I can ask one question. On a seven and nine, they ask one of you as well. <laughs> I'm having fun. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, it is a six plus focus makes it a seven. Okay. Okay. All right. Hit me with that mechanic again, Gus. Uh, so when you verbally needle someone by finding their weakness in their armor, roll with focus on a hit, ask one question. On a seven to nine, they ask one of you as well. So the questions that I can ask are, mm-hmm. what is your principle? What do you need to prove? What could shake your certainty? Whom do you care about more than you let on? Mm. Anyone who lies or stone walls marks too fatigue on a miss. Your attack leaves you exposed. Ooh, I didn't read that. Um, <laughs> they may ask you any one of the questions from the list, and you must answer honestly. Good thing you didn't miss. What do you ask? Good thing I didn't miss. Amook? I would ask Perla what could shake her, like her certainty. Hmm. What is the um? What is the nuts and bolts? So I mean, sorry, that's the nuts and bolts answer. What is the fictional? Like, mm-hmm. how do how do you ask that as a mook? What do you yell out as in this mook. alleyway? Yeah, I think a mook would just be like, "Do you really think Kumari has the best interest for you and your sister? We're not here to hurt you, but I will hurt you if I must. I need him to fix everything else that's going on in this world." Hmm. Okay. Let's see. Well, let's see. You're on a hit. Um, and so I have to answer this in character. Is that what I'm hearing? Or is it just mm-hmm. that? Yeah. You, you have to answer, but it, you can lie. And if you lie, you mark two fatigue. Or if you stonewall the answer, you take two fatigue. Oh. And this is directed at Perla, correct? At Perla, because Perla has He Shang Lin. Donna is the one who's Sorry, carrying He Shang. Donna, yeah, yeah, cool, Donna, cool. Donna, Donna, yeah. Donna, Donna, yep. Donna. Yeah, jealous of Perla's yeah. prettiness. Okay, got it, got it, got it. I got my own battlefield in my head. It's all good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, I'm going to say that Donna stiffens and says nothing, and so this is stonewalling, and I will mark two fatigue. Emotional damage. <laughs> Emotional damage. Oh, wow. I did not expect you to inflict two fatigue in between scenes with that. Um, that puts Donna <laughs> at a total of four fatigue already. Wow. Y'all are doing it. It's happening. All right. Any other actions before we jump into the next round? And it's okay. We don't have to, we don't have to make big moves like this all day. Y'all are doing great, but I'm I'm just saying <laughs> there's no pressure to do something in between uh, you know rounds. All right. Can I can I guide and comfort oh, myself? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe if you survive, oh. uh, then uh, then someone else can guide and comfort you. Uh, you that? know, Amuk is gonna reach into his under his tunic and pull out that special 
moon healing water to give to, to demons. <laughs> we can do that, right? That works. Yeah, you could toss it. You could toss it their way. <laughs> I, 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 that, that's so broken. That's not real. <laughs> okay, that's not real. That's, that's, not, real. Said, that's he, not real. He said we've never established that. I never established <laughs> that I had the secret moon water from the thing. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I have plans. Yeah. Is there is there a sensu bean equivalent in the Avatar world? Other oh, than I would say it's under development at Cabbage Corp, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's go to the top, y'all. Um, let's choose our next uh, stances. What is what? Um, what are you taking? Uh, Lynn is gonna keep advancing and attacking as well. Okay. Amuk will advance and attack now that he is. Um, prepared because of pinpoint aim. Ah, very good. Advance and attack, advance and attack, advance and attack, Jingman. The phantom maneuver. I want to go as soon as possible. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> for the best. <laughs> All right. I will have Kumadi advance and attack. But thankfully that gives you the first move. So let's see what you do with it. No one is evading and observing All right. uh, among your crew. All right, Jing Min. Defend a maneuver. What do you choose? Let's see the roll. So the, the, the first line of this sentence is really not going to make any sense whatsoever, considering the things I already have marked on my character sheet. But I'm going to use... Um, well, I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll. I'm going to use my dice to roll. Oh, good. That's good to do. Yeah. I've heard that's great. And I just got two I just got two sixes. Buddy. Yo. <laughs> wow. I am I am You did not use <gasps> Oh. Okay. Sensu beans. <laughs> so that's a <laughs> So that's a 14. Oh my god. Wow. Um Oh my god. <gasps> my heart is going like that. <laughs> um so no, wait. <laughs> no. What's wrong, Diddy? It's I don't want to talk about it. It's a yeah. podcast. What? We have to talk. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us. Well, shoot. What oh, did no. you, okay. What did you discover or realize or what happened? Oh man. I'm just getting like progressively oh, more man. nervous about this. I know. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna get taken wow. out <laughs> of the scene. Oh I mean, no! From your own roles. Is that what you're saying? No. Oh. If no, I mean it's definitely happening. But you know. <laughs> hey, lean in. What does Jingmin do? All right, I am going to use. So I rolled a ten plus. Yeah. So I'm going to choose the third option. Use two different basic or master techniques. Okay. Which are? I am going to I'm going to firstly use steady stance, the prodigy specific master technique, which reads: assume a strong, steady stance. Any foes engaged with you who choose to advance and attack this exchange must mark one fatigue. So that would apply to Miss K. Um, and it also reads, negate the first condition or status or negative status inflicted on you in this exchange. 
if no conditions or negative statuses were inflicted on you in this exchange, become empowered for the next exchange. Fun. So Jing Min, so after saying this, Jing Min kind of steps back on her right foot and the arrow that she had in her hand, she knocks it and just pulls it back mm -hmm. and just sort of looks at her. And although her hands are occupied, her eyes are just telling, come here. Mm -hmm. The um, eyes say it all. And I think, uh, yeah. ooh, I'll just retaliate for my second action. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good approach, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so nothing, nothing comes of that as of yet. Uh, Not nothing as of yet, but, but it will. But it will. Uh, it's okay, Jingmin. <laughs> Okay, that's me. I mean, uh, I'm still, I'm still trying to calibrate that you were surprised that you might get taken out of the scene with one thing left to mark. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a surprise. I was just, I was slowly dawning on me throughout this entire, <laughs> this entire fight. Really, you know. Well, you are closer to Jingmin than I realized, Danny. In spirit. <laughs> All right. Next up, um, let's see. Let's have Kumadi advance and attack. Um. Yeah, I know it's gonna be fun. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, let's do a roll, my friends. I never get to roll. I'm so excited. Double ones. Double six. Double six. No. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I am. I am. Oh wow. Steve's no longer allowed to roll. We've lost the game already this the game is we're over try, we're, we're trying to win <laughs> avatar legends now we're losing right. on to avatar legends campaign three let's roll up new characters <laughs> <laughs> you know there's nothing wrong there's no harm or shame in just creating new characters there's harm that happens to the previous characters um mm -hmm. let's see so i am going to choose um I am going to, so on a normal 10 plus, you can use two basic or mastered techniques. Um, but I get an extra technique. So I swear. I think that, that I'll, I'll mostly just use fiction here, but I'm going to mechanically, I'm going to strike three times, Jingmin. And, and let, let the consequences fall where they may. Um, so for those who are new to this, uh, strike is your most basic advance in attack. Strike a foe in reach, forcing them to mark to fatigue, mark a condition, or shift their balance away from center. Their choice. Um, I can mark one fatigue instead to choose to hammer them with blows, forcing them to mark to fatigue. Um, uh, so it's, it's essentially getting control of the choice myself. Uh, or you know, choosing to inflict a condition. I'm gonna leave the choice up to you because it doesn't matter to me mechanically, Jingmin. Um, but Kumadi steps forward as you've drawn your bow and stared her down to beckon her, and she answers your beckoning call. And part of the uh, ring of water that was hovering above her that she had lifted up from the sewer grate, um, she just like karate chops the air diagonally. And just like a blade of ice comes and knocks the bow 
straight out of your hands and slashes across the front of your body. I would like for you to tell me your choice. What do you choose? I can mark either what or what? Uh, You can choose to either uh, take to fatigue a condition or shift your balance away from center. I guess the shifting your balance is is one way around the uh, being taken out of the scene, depending on where your balance track is. But remember, I have two more strikes. (laughs) I am going to shift my balance. Okay, which direction? So, further towards excellence. No, I am now at plus three excellence. Oh, oh boy. you can be taken out of the scene by going off your balance track. Oh, God. Yep. I right now, Kamadi advances with another strike, and this time it is simply a fist against your chest in the wound she has just opened. You have the right. same choice again, Danny Wickman. What is Jingle? So I can I can choose a condition. Yeah. All right. So I will mark my last condition. But I believe now, if I have to mark another condition or fatigue, that's when I'll be taken out. Correct. Let's double check because that is very mechanically important. And my impression was that it does take you out. Um, let's see. All right. All right. Page one hundred one taken out by conditions. If you've already marked all five conditions and you must mark another, Aha. you're taken out. Okay. Okay, buddy. So what's that last condition? What's the one Wait, that, but that actually, remains? Wait, actually, I forgot. I, I would have been afraid, but I actually won't be marking that because because of my steady stance, I negate the first condition or Ooh, negative status yes. marked on me in this exchange. Yeah. You may survive this yet, Jingmin. Oh my goodness! I will use me. I will use my third strike now. I just want to make sure because you had chosen uh, something that d- didn't you choose something that inflicts fatigue on me? Um. Yes, I chose retaliate, which I think it's only if you. What do you? What it is, says. Are you lifting a heavy? It's object? only if you inflict. <laughs> oh yes. Um. Each time a foe inflicts fatigue, a conditioner shifts your balance at this exchange inflict one fatigue on that foe. So I think because I negate, so I shifted my balance, so that would inflict one fatigue on Kumari. But because um, Steady Stance negated that condition, would she not inflict the fatigue? I'm reading it as the first of my strikes would have triggered the result. That's my understanding. It says For Steady Stance or Retaliate? On Retaliate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So steady stance negates the first condition. So now my basically my mechanical shield from steady stance is no longer up. Okay. But retaliate does read each time. But what I'm asking is because steady stance negated the effects of that condition I marked, would retaliate not come into effect? What I'm saying, I think this was Nikki's point, is that because you did shift your balance in this exchange in response to the strike, that's my one fatigue. Um, but you're correct that mm. your quote-unquote shield is down now from your other yes. move. All right. So let's make sure Kamadi has that. Um, I always abbreviate fatigue with fat. I'm just writing one fat. Um, <laughs> it's just easier to type. Nice. Less clickety-clack, more fat. <laughs> All right, the third strike, my friend. Do you stay in the scene or not? Kumadi. I do stay in the scene. 
because I'm marking afraid. Uh, Kamadi, oh, this is fun. Seeing you stagger, and now with the bow, just on the floor, the ground. Um, Kumadi steps forward, and just her nostrils flare as she lifts you up with one hand. Just confidence, perhaps menace, just kind of emanating. And she slams you uh, against the wall to your side, just the alley wall. This is the final strike uh, in this sequence, Danny. Um, what do you choose? How, how will you take the blow? I'm not going to mark fatigue for Kumadi to force your hand, but I would like to hear what happens. Um, yeah, I chose to take my last remaining condition of phrase. Excellent. Excellent. All conditions are so, marked. All fatigue is marked. Jingmin is still in the scene. <laughs> and just mechanically um i th i feel like sees a position may be required for you to um you know get back up and grab your bow and prepare for other possible moves rather than cutting straight to advance and attack yeah just so you i know, think so um, for your next so. stance well we need to hold our sp yeah. our spots in line um for what happens next but i think this is a great place to end oh. for the week. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, oh, wow. I actually oh did not even conceive that it would be mechanically possible for Jingmen to uh, make it through that round. But here we are. Um, <sighs> battered, bruised, and broken, Jingmen <sighs> survives. So fun. Thank you. This is very intense. I'm stressed. Yeah. I may not be able to go back to bed after this. Wherever you are out there, <laughs> listeners or viewers, uh, I hope that you're able to sleep tonight. Uh, but if you don't, I just hope you listen to our show on repeat. We love you. Uh, thanks for supporting us. Patrons, don't forget that sometime in December, there's a patron hangout. We'll talk about it again December in Discord. Well, well, Jinkies knows. It's December 15th. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to seeing our supporters there. Um, and yeah, those who, who just listen, we appreciate that you're here. We're so glad you're here. And we're having fun, um, probably uh, an illegal amount of fun doing this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anything uh, anyone wants to say before we go? I, I will, I'd like to open, open the floor for any random comment. Come and watch us on Twitch next Tuesday. Twitch.tv slash Justfire yeah. Media. At, um, I believe it is 8.30 p.m. EST, 9.30. No, I don't know times. If you are in our Discord, the schedule is right Been there. Informed. Time zones are pretty hard <laughs> yeah. for me. Time zones are hard. <laughs> Time zones are hard. Time zones mm -hmm. are not fun. Yeah. And Sundays, according to Justin, as well. That's right. Sundays, we have scum and villainy. I love how I opened the floor for a random comment, and you were just so truly adult about that, Jinkies. You gotta plug it. You know, guys, I'm so sorry. It is a shameless <laughs> self-plug. Come watch you us. Plug. We put a lot of effort in. Yeah. I mix yeah. the audio yeah. live. You might as well come appreciate it. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Jiggies has been fighting tooth and nail to help us sound good while we do this live. Um, so thank you so much for your efforts yeah. on the tech side. Any other Imagine comments? how much more fun? Imagine yeah. how much more fun it'll be to um, mix the audio live during the musical episode that we're going to be doing <laughs> when we hit a threshold. Hey, yes. so everyone knows if you hear any noises of violence, they are purely fictionalized and cartoonish <laughs> and not real. No, everyone, don't mind me while I shake Gus like a baby, front to back. 
Psychic um, damage. I have a shameless. Ah. I have a shameless self plug. Yeah. If you're able to, you can listen to our um, Patreon exclusive show, The Forge, that we release once a month. The first one of those days. It's a Thursday now. You know, there's yeah. seven of them. <laughs> so it's a Thursday. Yep. I'll be gming for the first time in Dustfire history. Nope. I take that back. I gmed a one shot a while back, but. I'll be BGMing a long-term, more or less pseudo long-term campaign. Not long-term campaign. I'm, I'm, my, I'm my head is frazzled because you're <laughs> killing me. Steve. Jingman is doing this to herself. But you have all the conditions marked I'll be right GMing. now. Yeah, Jingman did. Do I'll this be jamming five. I'll be jamming five sessions of a TTRPG called Trophy. And uh, I'm super excited. It's for so it's dark session. and so delightful, and I'm so excited it's, for Danny to jam. So dark. Give us a summary of what Trophy's about. Yeah, I've what never is Trophy heard of like? It. So Trophy, people call it the ultimate play to lose TTRPG. Oh. Um, you play as these selfish, entitled treasure hunters who venture into this forest to try to come back with riches, but ultimately meet their fate, which is a gruesome end. <laughs> So to be clear, no matter what, so, we die. Is that is that correct? Um, no, okay. that's trophy dark. That's trophy dark. Trophy gold's a little different. Ah. I don't want to get into it too much, okay. but yeah, no. yeah. Look, look forward to some horrifying visuals due to our voices in your head saying horrifying things that trigger horrifying visuals. Well, if that's not an ad, I don't know what is. Danny may have marked some <laughs> conditions in real life. Nikki, anything from you? Uh huh. <laughs> no, not after all that. <laughs> well, thank you to my players. You're wonderful as always. Hope you had fun with us uh, listening and tuning in. See you next week. Bye. Oh. Bye. 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 Relics of the New Republic is an Avatar Legends actual play podcast produced by Dustfire Media. As an independent production, your support helps us to continue putting out content like this. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash dustfiremedia, where you can also access exclusive content, including The Forge, our Patreon exclusive show. Dustfire Media seeks to remain family friendly, but this is an improv storytelling game that players may briefly depict scenes with more mature story elements. Until next week, seek harmony.